Welcome to the Manly Pinterest Tip Show. Show. A show designed to assist man in his quest to succeed on Pinterest. If you have interests in the content you want to share, content you want your clients to see, learn ways to grow and succeed in this unique and exciting world, one man will assist you on your journey. To become a pinner and grow your presence online, men and women can share in the success. And here to show you how is your host, is your host Jeff C. Adding testosterone, one pin at a time. Hello, folks. Welcome to the Manly Pinterest Tips Podcast. I'm Jeff C., and you're not. Today's episode is the continuation of a two-part session on visual marketing tips, tricks, and hacks that I did with Phil Mershon, the director of events at Social Media Examiner. Phil and I asked some of our friends who have excellent visual marketing skills to come on the show and share with us some tactics, tips, and tools that have worked for them. They also reveal some of their biggest fails and what they have learned in the process. Many of the guests who join us are speakers at the upcoming Social Media Success Summit. Here's a clip to tell you a little more about the virtual conference. Want to improve your social media marketing? Need to prove your efforts are working? Take your business to the next level at Social Media Success Summit 2015, an online conference. Brought to you by Social Media Examiner. Discover the best and newest ways to market your business on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, Google+, YouTube, Instagram, and Pinterest. Find new ways to improve your content and measure your results all from the comfort of your office chair. You'll be led by dozens of top social media pros, including Mari Smith, Mark Schaefer, Amy Porterfield, Christopher Penn, and Michael Stelzner. Register now for Social Media Success Summit. Discount tickets are limited. Visit smss15.com to secure your ticket today. Now, this interview that I did with Phil is a live show where the audience was able to interact with myself, guests, and each other. If you'd like to be a part of our live shows, make sure to head on over to manlypinterstips.com and join our email community to find out how you can be a part of our live show. During this Blab session, we also had many viewers participating from Wichita, Kansas, where I'll be speaking on the 24th of September on boosting your business with visual marketing. If you're close to the area, I'd love to meet you. Just go to manlypinterstips.com forward slash events to find out more. This is part two and the final session of visual marketing tips, tricks, and hacks, and we are joined by Peg Fitzpatrick, Dustin Stout, Vincent Ng, and Rebecca Radice. So let's jump right into my conversation with Phil Marchand. Yeah, you sound good. Awesome. Looking great. Glad awesome. to have you here. I forgot what my hair looked like. I was like, did I do my hair today? Okay, yeah. <laughs> All right, awesome. So let's just dive right in. We've got a few others we're going to bring on too. Uh, okay. First first question is, what's your favorite tip? Something you've learned recently as it relates mm. to visual marketing? Doesn't have to be about a specific platform or it could be. Um, I think that a challenge that people are going to have is working with Instagram with the change that just came out last week. Uh, people are like, yay, photos aren't square anymore. Um, guess what? That makes it more of a challenge for people that don't have design skills because you're still going to have to fit it in that square. So it's great to be excited about changes, but make sure you test everything um, to make sure that it looks good still in the square grid. So it's, it is a challenge. Like People are always looking for the quick 
the quick uh, one quick thing I can do to make a graphic for every social media channel, and there actually is none. <laughs> so I wish there was because that would be super awesome. But um, my biggest tip is to test things because that's usually how I find um, when there is a change, like an Instagram size change or Pinterest change. Facebook constantly changes um, what size you can use on there, and they never announce it. So um, the biggest thing is just to, to check your images when you're sharing them to make sure they look how you want, especially if you're adding fonts and text on them. Um, because today's perfect size can be tomorrow's um, type nightmare. <laughs> if, you're, if part of your word cut off, gosh, only knows what it could spell. So I, I, have a, I have a question about the Instagram thing, Peg. Since yeah. if, you, if you can bring your uh, Pinterest images over there kind of now and have that long format, do you yeah. think that'll be good because people are going to have to scroll more? Or do you think it'll be people will be more frustrated with it? Because it's actually you got more time if you're scrolling with that long image. If you have a great image, I don't think people will mind scrolling. If you have a lot of white space that's good, then people might be okay with it. If you're just posting a bigger bad image, it's not going to help. <laughs> One big bad image is, is not going to do it. So it's hard. I mean, that's the visual challenge, Jeff, as you know, because you're a designer. Uh, my first Instagram large image test, I was lucky and all my texts hit right in there. And I was like, oh, hey, look how lucky I was. But I mean, we're going to kind of need a little grid. You know, you're going to need a grid to show your square. Um, and I think and I think different size phones are going to make a difference because that Pinterest yeah. image looked great on my big six plus. But what's it going to look like on somebody who's using a four or, you know, a five? You know, what's that going to look like? So maybe everybody what, should get an iPhone six plus. Yeah, that's what that, that's what needs to happen. <laughs> right before Apple makes their big announcement next week, right? Exactly. Yeah, get exactly. it now before it goes. Well, they never mark anything down. So it's not like yeah. we're going to get it on sale. Um, <laughs> So yeah, that's that's the challenge is is meeting all the different sizes. I only have that phone now. I do test on different size tablets and desktop and all that kind of thing, but it certainly is a challenge. So for somebody who's not a designer, you know, testing your images is many places. Ask to see things on your friends' phones if you have Android friends. I mean, you just need to check things. You can't just make one thing and. Um, shoot it out there and forget about it one thing i know that you do and jeff you do this as well you guys are part of regular conversations with several people who are on this blab today where you guys i assume are talking to each other about what's working for you and what's not is that true mm -hmm. and is that something that you would recommend other marketers do is find some peers Absolutely. Yeah, I, just, I just copy what peg does is what I do. <laughs> Totally true. Now, it's called R&D, Robin Duplicate. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, um, actually, I have, um, Jeff and Rebecca Redis are like in my Facebook Messenger all day long. If there's an update, if we find a new size, it's true. Um, yeah, find one or two buddies that know what they're doing. I mean, honestly, Rebecca and I go, we share our images every week. What do you think about this? You know, and we give each other advice, suggestions on titles. Don't be intimidated and think that someone is your biggest competition. Um, embrace the fact that there's other people 
in the space and um, support each other. And that was one of the best things about social media marketing world was that all the Pinterest speakers came to everybody else's session. We all supported each other. We shared each other's stuff. It wasn't like, oh, Vincent's talking about Pinterest. I'm not going to go see what he has to say. Everybody was supportive. I mean, and it builds a great community. Um, it takes a little village to make all of your content uh, be seen by the world. So um, don't don't think that it's going to shut out, you know, other people if you don't do the same. It's just not like that in the world. I mean, you don't want to give away every secret you have, but, you know, number one, if, as soon as you post it on social media, people see what you just did. So there's that. <laughs> um, so, you know, make a, it only takes a few people. Be friends with a few people. You know, um, Elisa, again, you know, she's one of my good Pinterest buddies. I introduced her to Jeff. Now they kind of are friends without me and don't talk to me, but that, no, I'm just kidding. Ah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, no, but that's, it's really, it is a great way to learn more because, um, you know, it's impossible for one person to know everything about every social media platform. And I try, <laughs> but it, but it is almost impossible. Jeff actually caught the Instagram update before me last week. So if the Pinterest thing comes out, you know, I, I'm giving you props, Jeff. I, I know. <laughs> I know. It's usually the other way around, yeah. Yeah, you know. I mean, it's not that Jeff has more Pinterest followers than me. Oh, wait, he does. <laughs> oh, all right. But Eric Fisher's taking the real credit here. Yeah, it's Eric. Yeah, Eric, he, he, Eric. Jeff. Yeah, he, he pinged me. So I, that's how I told <laughs> you. Funny. So, But see, that's how it's the telephone game. But that's the thing. We all, our social media is important to all of us. So it's great to share when there's an update with your friends and go over what, what, what it could mean. You know, everybody thought about the size. Yay, that's exciting. But I think probably Jeff, Eric, and I were all like, oh, what does that really mean? Right. Yeah. What is that? Okay, great. Wide form videos on Instagram. What's going to get cut off on the sides? Mm -hmm. Good point. Yeah. I can't right. even edit regular videos. So, <laughs> <laughs> Peg, what's your tool of choice, a tool that you would recommend folks check out? Mm, well, he was just on and he couldn't recommend himself, but I've been playing with Craig's Relay <laughs> um, and I like it. It has a couple one thing that I wish I hope Craig's going to work on is naming the images. I know that you can use keywords in them. It's a little bit of a challenge to name the images because uh, that's just a pain when you load a folder. And it's the same in Canva when you download multiple images. It gives you this folder with like image number one. That doesn't help me anyway. Um, so, but it's great for creating like a little campaign and doing a whole bunch of related images. Um, I tested some today on the ape. Um, book promotion that I was working on today. So that's one that I've been playing with. And oh, the Over app is still like my super fave for my smartphone. I love Over. And that's for um, Android and iOS. Awesome. All right. So here's the big question. What's your fail story that you'd like to share? And what did you learn from it? Oh, my fail story is that one of my, well, I just told this the other day, but one of my most popular pins that I created is like a super ugly graphic and I really <laughs> hate it. And I was testing an app and I didn't think it was going to be any big deal. And then it, the quote was really good. So it gets shared a lot and I'd love to like delete it, but it's got so many repins that would be really 
unsmart. So I leave it, but every time I see that image, it bugs me because it's really ugly. So um, like, make sure if you're testing something that it's still something that you love or if you're testing it, delete it right away if it's like a true test. Now I'll write like, just a test and I'll share it and delete it just to see how it looked. Um, so I wish I did that, test it and delete it. Um, or make sure that your test is, you know, good enough to leave there forever because sometimes it can be popular and then kind of like what Kim said with her image with a typo on it, you're kind of SOL if, if it starts being popular. Do you, you know, lose the momentum on your on your content or live with a mistake? Mm. You know? Yeah, it's a good reminder that you're human, right? Yeah, unless you're on SlideShare, because then you can change it. It's the only social network you can update something after it's live, and you don't lose the social shares. Oh, that's cool. I wish nice. everybody would do that, so you could like update your image, but they don't. So that's my bad. That's my fail story. That's awesome. That's a good fail. one. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. All right, Peg. Okay, we're gonna well, make room for, for a couple me. more on the Thank hot seat. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, I had to come, you know, say hi at least. Absolutely. Yeah. Dustin, why don't you grab the open seat and uh, we'll have you come on. Vincent Ng, if you're still in the house, why don't you type in that you're here and we'll have you come after Dustin. Dustin from California. There he is. There I am. Hey, you have hair. My hair. I had to do that too. Did you run down and put a red shirt on? I just want to, I want to know the truth. Okay. No, I literally wake up in the morning after I get out of the shower, go straight to the closet, reach for the red shirt rack. Okay. Just wanted to make sure. <laughs> it makes life easy. Like That's you don't right. have to think, Oh gosh, what am I going to wear? Uh, is that, is that shirt dirty or clean? When was the last time I wore it? No, no, no. Rack of red V neck shirts, stick your hand in, pull it out. You're done. That's awesome. <laughs> All right. So let's go, Dustin. We're going to jump right in. What's your favorite tactic that you've discovered recently you'd like to share? Um, you know what? I think uh, there's a number of things that I've been trying, but I think my favorite thing is still, uh, even though Jeff already said it, is you know the re repurposing. Um, but you know, different than that, let me, let me say this cause it hasn't been said already. It's the customizing of content per platform. Uh, most people already know that you can't post the same thing on, uh, Twitter, uh, that you would on Google plus. I mean, there's obvious restrictions and, uh, you know, things you just can't do. Uh, likewise, you can't share a tweet on Google plus and expect it to do well. So, uh, I think for me, I've just been reinforcing rather the the idea that content customization is the way to go uh understand that each audience on every platform speaks a different language um while it might all be english or whatever your native language is they, they expect to see things in a different way or they interpret things in a different way um the same reason that uh you know i'll talk about my fail later on is why tall images do well on Pinterest. They just do. That's what the audience is looking for. That's what grabs their eyes. So it's the customization on a per channel basis that's really the, the ultimate tactic at this point for me. Let's, can you and Jeff, um, just real quickly, for those who maybe don't know, talk about the main visual platforms, let's say Pinterest, Instagram, even Facebook, Twitter. Um, What's one thing that's unique about those different platforms that you ought to be thinking about as you create your images? 
Well, all um, all of those ones you just mentioned do better with images. I mean, you know, take the time on Twitter. If you have a blog post, just don't put a link. Um, make a image that goes with that tweet as a Twitter card, or you know, um, and and or upload a photo with it and use that because I mean the stats for that are something like 150 percent more retweets if you use an image with yeah. your with your Twitter post. But I guess you, Dustin, you were saying there's a specific way you ought to approach your graphics for each platform customize your content what would you do different on twitter that you wouldn't do on instagram or facebook well up until recently uh with the instagram changes i mean you, you could only do a square on on instagram which means uh you know on the other platforms such as google plus uh, or facebook or or even twitter um they're a little bit more uh optimized for wide images because they have the light box you open up uh, in facebook and google plus and you can have huge space and on Google Plus in particular, um, you, you have the ability with wider images to cross full or go full stream, which means your, your one post can actually be as big as multiple uh, columns on the page, giving you basically a big billboard in the middle of someone's social stream. Uh, whereas on Pinterest, the columns are always one column, uh, you can't cross, so the taller images give you more real estate. So it's all about getting the visibility. Um, Twitter, same way. It was, uh, you know, that they actually crop the images to be, um, uh, in the, before you click on them, they crop them to be a little bit uh, shorter and, and wider. So it just helps to have the, uh, the wider image and to optimize for that. But, uh, you know, things are changing. I think uh, Instagram's, uh, I was just saying in the comments earlier, I think Instagram's gonna do better with uh, the taller images, much like Pinterest, because it's all about consumption. How are people consuming the, uh, the content and what, uh, you know, what are they using to consume it? Most people are on Instagram on their smartphones. And uh, smartphones, uh, as we know from the plague of vertical video, uh, most people hold their phones this way. And so the taller image is just gonna give you more real estate. and. Uh, Pinterest is the same exact way. So um, that was the question, right? Yeah. Jeff, anything you would add to that as far as thinking about the different platforms? No. Um, I And I'm sure Dustin will mention it when his tool, but the, that he, when he gets up there. But uh, what he's going to mention is what I use, uh, in, like I said, about repurposing because of the reasons that he was saying that different platforms, and it's going to always be that way. Different platforms are always going to, have different requirements. I just never see any standardization coming. But um, yeah, be, being really thinking about, okay, how's that going to work? Because sometimes, and I made this mistake before too, that I made an image that I was going to repurpose. But when I did it to a Facebook share, it cropped it weird. And it, it took off some of the, the text that I wanted to see, like even my uh, watermark that had my uh, web URL on it. And so um, just be, be really realizing what, what, what you need to do to make sure that works on all platforms. Cool. Hey, I'm going to keep moving you through here, Dustin, because we want to get Vincent on before the hour is up. So what is your tool of choice? Jeff's already hinted at it, but what is it that you would recommend? Uh, well, I wasn't going to mention the one that he was hinting at because uh, that can seem sort of self-serving. Um, but uh, it is the one that I helped to co-create. Um, uh, and it's uh, called Social Warfare. It's a WordPress plugin that allows you to do just what we were talking about, uh, customize the social shares. So for me, it's it's not as much about me optimizing my shares, right? Like 
everybody who's been around social media for a while knows how to optimize for engagement. Rebecca Radice has written some great three things about uh, how to optimize pegs, probably written novels worth of great tips <laughs> on how to optimize your social media posts. Um, yeah, so there's out there. But the next step for me has always been, how do I get the people sharing my content to share it in the most optimal way? You know, and most people, they have social buttons that they click it and it shares a headline and a link. And we know that doesn't give the most optimal engagement. So I wanted to create a way where when people hit that share button on my blog post, they're instantly giving given the most optimal way to share, whether it's Pinterest that pulls up a Pinterest specific image or a tweet that comes up with the optimal version of a tweet that I have handcrafted for them. So uh, social warfare does that and, and a lot more. And uh, that's, that's probably the reason uh, why my blog has sort of skyrocketed for success. Uh, and uh, this relates to your next question. Uh, my biggest fail has been not jumping on Pinterest earlier. <laughs> uh, and it's allowed uh, you know, it's allowed me to really skyrocket my Pinterest traffic because of creating a, a specific pin image uh, and a specific Pinterest description uh, on top of that for every blog post that I create. I'm not going to let you get away with that as your fail because that's <laughs> that's a lack of omission. But what's something you actually <laughs> did do that you live to regret, um, but maybe has taught you something important? Oh gosh, now I have to give a real one. Um, <laughs> that's like being in a job interview and they ask you what your weaknesses are, and you actually yeah. tell them something that sounds like a strength. Right. My so weakness? I work too hard. You know? <laughs> I work too hard. That's yeah. my weakness. Yeah. <laughs> um, gosh, uh, biggest fail. Oh man, there's so many. I am. Uh, I am not beyond the failure. Um, I've had so many blog posts that just fell completely flat. Um, but what's a really good one? The Pinterest thing is a pretty big deal because both Peg and I told him to get on Pinterest. And he's like, no, it's I'm a Google Plus guy. you know. And it took him a while, but it was so fun to see him when he finally went over that he just kind of, you know, right, well, okay. That's, okay, that was a deliberate action. You deliberately ignored their advice for a period of time, and now yeah. you're... Okay, well, I'll, I'll let you get by with that. I basically just said, uh, look, if Pinterest was that big a deal, I'd already be successful on it. Uh, <laughs> because I'm a graphic designer, and I create beautiful things, and if, really, if it's that important, people would be sharing my beautiful things on Pinterest. Boy, was I an idiot. <laughs> is, it, is it the number one traffic driver now, Dustin? Oh, by far. If I could yeah. pull it up fast enough, I'd show you. It drives about 40% of the social media traffic to my site. Oh my goodness. 40% of the social traffic. And I'm known as a Google plus guy. Yeah. Yeah. But there you go. <laughs> there you go. Awesome. I'll, I'll let you get by with that. We're going to bring Vincent Ng on and Dustin. I'm going to go ahead and say goodbye. Thanks, Thanks for joining us. All right. But he, I, I, I do use his plugin all the time. Social warfare. Uh, that's my go-to thing for cross-purposing my posts. It really is worth it. He was being very humble. So. Well, and you said <laughs> he wasn't even going to talk about that. Vincent, welcome. Hey, Phil. How's it going? Can you guys uh, hear me loud and clear? Absolutely. Yeah. You sound great. Oh, fantastic. Because I had some mic problems. And uh, Jeff's always says, you know, you got to get a new mic. You're like your, your mic's terrible. <laughs> hey, it's yeah. working just fine. All right. So Excellent. we only have a few minutes. So I'm going to get you right into these questions. Uh, first question is, what's your favorite tip or tactic that you would give to other visual marketers? 
Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm not a, a, I'll be honest, I'm not a visual marketer per se. I, I do a lot of Pinterest. Um, but I mean, when it comes to Pinterest, uh, you know, one thing I actually always tell people is to, to go on Pinterest and take a look at already popular pins uh, and see what kind of background they're using, what kind of color schemes, uh, because a lot of people don't realize that, uh, that you know, really, Pinterest is the world's largest visual focus group. So if you want to know what birthday cards are popular, go type in birthday cards. You'll notice that, you know, blue, reds mixed with oranges do very well. So definitely go on Pinterest, search for your competitive terms and see what's popular there. I love that. That's a great tip. All right. What's your uh, favorite tool or a tool that you'd like to recommend folks check out? Uh, you know, that's the hard one because everybody's already mentioned every tool. So I can't. Uh, I have a favorite tool. Um, you should go to Jesse. He's my favorite tool. So he'll <laughs> uh, <laughs> Oh, that was a good one. And you can <laughs> tell it now you see it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Bad. That was bad. All right. <laughs> we'll let you get by with saying everyone else already recommended them. But Jeff, we're going to give you a chance to offer another one since Vincent is bowing out. Uh, but what's your, uh, what's your favorite fail story, Vincent? Something you that went wrong that you did, or I guess is in Dustin's case that you didn't do. Um, and what did you learn from it? Yeah. You know, I, I remember I was creating this pin for a, a client and I thought for sure this thing was going to do really well because it had like some really great visuals. It was kind of like one image stacked on top of the other. Um, and then it, it, it just didn't go anywhere. Um, and I think the biggest reason, especially when it came to Pinterest was because I was using images, that Pinterest didn't recognize that it was actually associated with, with actually it was about burning that. Um, so I kept using these different images, but because Pinterest couldn't actually recognize that those images were associated with burning that, um, it actually hurt, it, hurt its reach. Um, so I always tell people now what I do is I'll actually look, you know, if I'm, I'm trying to do a, an image that's related to Scotland or it's an e-commerce site, I'll actually look for images first to see what's popular and I'll use those types of images to create pins now. Um, for clients. So I realized that, you know, it's, it's nice to be creative. Um, you should try it out. Um, but that ended up being pretty, pretty, uh, I would say pretty epic fail. Cause it, I was like, wow, it's only got like three repins. This is terrible. <laughs> so. Hey, Vincent, I, before we, we wrap up, and I know we, we're getting close to five minutes left, but I want you to share, cause it really changed the way that it helped me design pins when I first got started, your tip about magazine covers. I think that's for where people getting started. I think that'd be a great one to share with everybody, uh, your tip about uh, using those. Yeah, no, thanks, Jeff. I, I really appreciate it. Uh, I mean, quickly, it's really is that every time you walk into, well, if you still walk into a bookstore, um, you know, you, you see hundreds of magazines and really Pinterest is no different. You're competing with people next to you with the same topics. Um, when you're creating pins, you want to create like a magazine cover. What's going to get people to, to number one, look at it. And then number two, to be curious enough that they're actually willing to quote unquote flip the pages uh, to your blog post. So if you keep in mind that your pins should be nice and visible, like a magazine cover, I think that's a really great start. So uh, thanks, Jeff, for bringing it up. I, I really do appreciate that. It's a great tip. Thanks, Vincent. Hey, uh, Jeff, as we close out here, I'm going to go ahead and ask a uh, uh, we're going to just close out here with a couple minutes with you. I know there's a bunch of people on the call today that are from Wichita, Kansas, which is yes. where I am. And what would you have to say to uh, those folks that you're going to talk about when you see them next month? 
Oh, we're going to have well, the stuff we talked about today. We're going to kind of go more in the depth of some steps and some tips. And, and uh, hopefully I can, I'll be able to, uh, hopefully if the Wi-Fi is strong enough, but actually get into Canva and some of these other tools and show you guys how to create uh, visual visuals for your blog posts, for your business, um, ways that you can repurpose things um, easily and quickly, you know, and, you know, it, creativity is like a muscle. And so the more you use it, the, the better you get at it. I mean, you go look back at some of my, and I'll show some examples during the presentation of the stuff I did when I first got started. They're horrible. I mean, they're bad. And so it's, it's going, and, and, and I'm going to ask you some questions, give you some exercises to help you start to get those creative muscles moving and getting you on the path of creating more and more visual visuals for your business and uh, hopefully, you know, kind of take uh, your marketing visually to the next level. Awesome. Now, Jeff, I bet there, there may not be anyone on this call because I think a lot of people who came here maybe already are interested in visual, but I would say I am like the last guy that would have a visual muscle in his body. I'm musically creative. Visually, I can't even draw a straight line. So what are some things that marketers who maybe have a fear of getting into this uh, should be thinking about? You know, I know these tools make it easier, but it also makes it easier to make a fool of yourself. Um, right. So what's... Uh, well, like Vincent's thing, start studying things that work, things that you like. Uh, the reason I use retro kind of style for my brand is because I like it. I like the style. And so I would study that. I kind of was familiar with it anyway. I like the fonts. I like the colors they use for it. So look and see what you like and then say, well, I'm not going to copy this, but I want to make it I want to implement it for my brand or for my marketing message. And so, you know, like Vincent said, look at magazine covers, see how they're using text and how they're stacking text on top of each other. See what really works. See the big brands, follow those, um, follow people like on Pinterest and all their social networks, like Rebecca Radice and Peg Fitzpatrick, Vincent Ng, Elisa, all the people who are in this stream today talking, follow their stuff because they have really good things. And, and, and like, don't copy what they're doing. Don't say I'm going to steal Rebecca's color scheme because everyone knows what Rebecca Radice's color scheme with scheme, uh, with that orange is and stuff. Don't copy that, but use her. And she's always experimenting, and you can see how she's doing that through her her art that she's creating. Um, and 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 you know, look and and see what you can do, and use some of those techniques on your own stuff. Hey, speaking of Rebecca Radice, she's here, and we're going to just, if you're okay with it, Jeff, let's bring her on and let's sure. uh, close out with Rebecca since she's been shown so much love. Rebecca, if you're here and can join that seat, come on. All right. There she is. Here she comes. Hey, welcome. Hello. Sorry to be so late. Hey, oh, actually, your timing is perfect because uh, we've given a bunch of people a chance to be on the hot seat. And you don't know what that means, but we're just going to ask you a couple of questions and get your gut reaction to it. And so Uh-oh. you're not going to be blocked. I better grab my coffee, huh? That's right. Oh, no, no. I got to go. These are, these are easy questions. Oh, good. Okay. So here, I'll tell you what the three are to give you a chance to think about them. First question is, what's your favorite tip or tactic as far as visual marketing goes? Second is, what's your favorite tool? that you recommend. And then third is tell us a fail story, something that you did with visual marketing that went wrong. And then what, what did you learn from it? Mm, those so, are good questions. Awesome. Well, let's start with what's a, a tactic or tip that maybe something you've discovered recently uh, that you'd like to share with others. Uh, visual marketing tactic, uh, just use it. How about that? 
No, I'm I'm totally teasing. <laughs> That's lame. But okay. <laughs> I'm teasing. Um, you know, probably for me, the biggest uh, bang for my buck, I guess, so to speak, and where you're putting your time and attention with visual marketing is on Twitter. Uh, to be able to start using graphics within your tweets, I saw such an enormous difference in the shares, the retweets, the amount of conversation I was getting. Um, so I would say test those out. What I started doing with those is sure use them with your latest blog article, but pull out a tip pull out a how-to, uh, and then put a little context around that. So just ask a quick question uh, around maybe a point that you want to you wanna highlight from that article, because I see a lot of people that are using it uh, just to point people over to a particular article, but how about just using that visual to stand alone with maybe 10, 15 different little quotes or points you want to pull out of that. Uh, so learn how to really get the most uh, repurposing quality out of uh, all of your content. Let me ask you a question. I know several people talked about repurposing at the start, like when you first create your blog post, but I'm wondering if you ever go back and look at your evergreen content and look at the things that have done best and say, how can I bring new life to this piece by creating some new visuals? That's, is that something you do and is that something that you recommend? Absolutely. And I'm so glad you brought that up because it's probably something, Jeff, we've talked about in the past. But uh, yes, I actively go through my evergreen. In fact, I was going through one this morning um, and I will create maybe two, three, even four additional graphics for that for Pinterest, for Twitter, just to kind of test out. I'm constantly testing what's working, what's not, uh, what seems to resonate a little bit more with people. I have a lot of different templates, which are my go-to. Uh, but yes, I think that is a great way to uh, get fresh eyeballs on older content, but still very relevant content. One of my articles I just happened to see uh, is several more people had shared it over the weekend. It was a Pinterest article from 2013, uh, hmm. but still totally relevant. So I was creating a new visual for that just to kind of test it out and see how it went. Awesome. You've given me some ideas because I've been thinking about that for my own personal blog. All right. So what's a tool? Uh, Canva's off the table. We'll, we'll tell you. Yeah, you know, we want to hear some new tools that you use that others have not uh, talked about, hopefully. Uh, a tool for creating visual content. Uh, one of my creating or sharing uh, could be either one. Uh, well, for creating, um, one of my favorites is a tool called Quotes Cover. Now, Peg and I were talking over the weekend, and I know that it was having some trouble loading. So I have not been there this morning. Um, but similar to Canva, it has pre-created templates for uh, Facebook, for Twitter, for Pinterest, for Google+, um, but it's a very, very simplified version of Canva where you could just go in there like I was talking about and just pull out a how-to or a quick tip uh, and drop that in there literally within you know 30 seconds and create something very visually appealing without a whole lot of work. I like it. 
That's great. Quotes cover. All right. So fail story. What's something that you did that went wrong and what did you learn from it? Oh, goodness. Where should I start? (laughs) (laughs) I have played around so much. Uh, What I have learned is that more white space. Uh, So my, as Jeff mentioned, um, my color is orange. Uh, and I have figured out that those graphics that I create that are the orange background don't do near as well as those with a, a, a white background with orange lettering, orange font on top of them. So I think you have to play around with your branding, with your color scheme and really figure out. And this difference across each social network, but for Pinterest and Twitter, both, they definitely respond, that audience responds more to the white space as opposed to uh, just that that bold, orange, solid color in their face, which I would have thought it would be the exact opposite. So you discovered that through A-B testing or how did, how did that come about? Exactly. Through A-B testing, um, I would take the same exact quote uh, and just and test exactly which one performed better. And truth be told, the white space performs almost 80 percent better. So I mean, dramatic difference between the two. And like I said, I would have thought that orange as it's going through your feed, through your stream would have been just a bolder color to grab people's attention. Uh, but for whatever reason, it's not as attractive and not generating near the the response and click throughs, the response and retweets as that that white space, like I said. That's awesome. That's one thing I learned from Rebecca and Peg early on is they they try new things, but they track everything that's that what makes a difference, what's causing more click throughs. They're not just slapping things up and going, oh, that looks better. Or, you know, I'll see if this works, but they're really tracking everything. And, you know, even if it's it's not something that, you know, you personally like, if it's getting click throughs, it's worth doing. And so, you know, that's such a great point, Jeff, because (laughs) there are so many graphics that Peg and I will say to each other, oh, yeah, I can't believe I ever created that, but it's still doing well. Right. You know, so something resonated with people and it's continued to, to do well. So just because it's not something I'm terribly in love with, uh, doesn't mean that it's not going to perform. Right. Excellent point. Um, Ben just chimed in here and he has a tip. He said, if you're not a designer, outsource the creation of your visual identity and then use the templates to do it yourself. And the tool that he recommended was Envision for design collaboration, Dribble for inspiration and finding a designer. And then his fail was not getting into this lab sooner. Ben, I'm glad you at least joined us and were able to share those tips. Um, Folks, we are out of time at this point, but if you liked what we did here, can you give props to Jeff um, right now? I I don't want the props. So give a bunch of props to Jeff if you liked what we did. And if so, maybe we'll do this again. Yeah, this will be fun. uh, Rebecca, thank you for joining us. Thanks, everybody, for being part of this here today. And uh, hope you have a great rest of your Monday. Or if you're in Australia and got up this early, (laughs) Tuesday. We will share the recording. It's obviously going to go live here. But we'll also probably split it up and share it in some other places. So, Jeff, any closing comments you'd like to uh, throw in? 
No, I'm just thanks for everyone, all uh, everyone who showed up today and participated. And like you mentioned before, I'm really excited to come. Uh, th- well, next month in a day, but uh, uh, to Wichita and talk to you guys there um, for that conference. So I'm really excited about that. And I should have mentioned this too. I'm excited that almost everybody that came on the camera today is going to be speaking in October at Social Media Success Summit. So they'll be talking a whole bunch about uh, visual content at that point. Ben, thanks for putting that uh, link there. We're going to try to capture some of the tools that have been shared today, and maybe we can figure out a way to share that. I don't know if there's a way here in Blab, um, but we'll definitely document some of these great tools. So, all right. Thanks, everybody. Thank you for joining Jeff on his mission to help you be successful in the Pinterest world. Would you like to take part in a live show? Be sure to join Jeff's email community at manlypinteresttips.com. Adding testosterone, one pin at a time.